I mean, it's many guys that are around here getting slapped around. Many guys is getting around here just throwing over their whole paycheck to a woman or, you know, barely getting the necessities that they need because there's some woman that's pressing all the buttons. So um, I don't know what to tell you guys outside of to get away and run. All right, we are live. Welcome to the first episode of Adversaries in Harmony, Kings and Queens, Similar Differences, Contrasting Dreams. My name is John Pristel. I am one of your hosts, and my co-host is... Tony, welcome to the show. This is the first episode going live, guys. And we are excited to finally get started. Uh, Tony and I have been working on this for... Well, we came up with the idea late 2021. We were supposed to get started in January, so we're about four months late, but... We finally got got to to the first episode. We finally got to the first episode, and so we're excited to get started. Again, the title of the podcast is "Adversaries in Harmony: Kings and Queens, Similar Differences, Contrasting Dreams." That's our tagline, but the title is "Adversaries in Harmony." So, a little about the concept. A little about the concept uh, of the show. So, uh, let's start at the beginning. And when we get to the end, we're going to stop. Okay, so <laughs> why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Sorry, keep going, keep going. Okay. This far bloopers real. Keep going. Okay, the concept, the concept. Okay, so obviously a male and female host. Um, Tony is a, a colleague of mine. We used to work together. I'm not gonna say where we used to work together at, but we used to work together. And what we're going to do is we're going to discuss topics that men and women tend to have different perspectives on surrounding parenthood and relationships uh, between men and women primarily. There's plenty to talk about just just in that on those subjects uh, alone. So the title, the title, Adversaries in Harmony, Adversaries in Harmony. So Tony and I went back and forth about the title for a while. How long did we go back and forth about the title? A couple months since I just caved. Yeah, you didn't like it. How I, went. I, I didn't like it in the beginning. I thought it was just a little bit too anticlimactic. But other than that, right about now, I think it kind of sums us up because we are adversaries in harmony. At the end of the day, we come together and it all kind of lines up. Throughout the discussions, there may be some differences of opinions. You might see a couple eye rolls. You might keep see a couple snap fingers and head rolls. But we're there. We're together at the end. So that's the harmony part of it all. Right, right. So <clears throat> when I when I was thinking about the name, um, I think Tony first came up with, uh, I think you said Venus and Mars? Venus, Venus and Mars and Mars and Venus or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I said, we have to capture that, the essence of that. But, but since that's already been done many times over, let's come up with the own name. And so I thought of uh, Adversaries in Harmony because um, it, it seems like just by default, it's baked into our DNA to be uh, just a little adversarial. bit adversarial uh, mm -hmm. between the sexes, right? But yep. at the same time, we want each other. Like, yep. And so there's the harmony part. So we're, you know, we're, we're adversaries, but we seek to be harmonious uh, in our interactions. So that's how, it came, that's how we came up with it. So then kings and queens, similar differences, contrasting dreams. Of course, we are all, we are all kings and queens. Kings and queens, yes. Similar differences. It's a play on words, uh, but uh, in a lot of ways we are similar, but we have many differences. Uh, and then we specifically, literally have similar differences. 
Um, and that makes the, the, the interaction between us sometimes, between men and women, uh, difficult and interesting. Contrasting dreams. So I was, when I was, just before the show, I looked up the, uh, <clears throat> I looked up the definition of contrast, right? What's the definition of contrast? Let me look that up again. Contrast. So when it says the state of being strikingly different from something else in juxtaposition or close association, the state of being strikingly, strikingly different from something else in juxtaposition or close association, in, juxta, in juxtaposition or close association. So <clears throat> I thought that fit the relationship between men and women as well. We are strikingly and strikingly different um, from each other uh, in juxtaposition or close association. Now, I don't use the word juxtaposition very often. So, of course, I had to <laughs> look that up as well, as well juxtaposition. And uh, <clears throat> let me see, what did I come up with there? Juxtaposition, juxtaposition definition. Okay. It's the fact of two things being seen or placed close together with contrasting effect. Right, with contrast, contrasting effect. And another definition I saw said interesting, interesting effect. It says the act or instance of placing two or more things side by side often com to compare or contrast or create an interesting effect. And does mm -hmm. that not does that not describe men and women? Yeah, men and women. And I think that I think <clears throat> that part where it says um, often to compare or contrast or to create an interesting effect. I think that's why this will make a good show. Because when you have that juxtaposition, it, it, it does create an interesting effect that people pay attention to. So that's one of the reasons why I think we'll have a good show. Aside from the fact that uh, Tony and I seem to be, uh, well, I'll let, you, I'll, let you, I'll let you lead into that as far as like how we, how we came to be, to even uh, have an idea to put a show on. Okay, so John and I, as he stated, were co-workers at an employer um so we're still colleagues uh, however we used to have these very interesting debates that would stop everybody to come by and listen and sometimes they last 15 minutes sometimes they might go an hour or so but it was all related to relationships based upon where we were what was going on in our lives at the time but those debates led us to this path of starting this podcast because one day in particular one of the coworkers was like why don't you guys just do a podcast you guys are really good at these conversations these debates over relationships and childbearing and at raising kids and marriage and divorce and relation i mean it's just the gambit of everything so we we discussed it all so i know john's pain points he knows my pain points i understand what john's looking for even though i sometimes have my different opinion towards it and we'll discuss that as we get into this um he understands mine and he has his difference of opinion towards me and he's gonna discuss that as well but those things bring us together into a great show um i think that you guys are gonna enjoy it um stay tuned the episodes will only get better we're good we're new so just give us a moment to get all the kinks out it'll work its way out but um just get ready um, we got a lot of stuff to unpack here. I remember one time in the office we were debating something. It was one of those. It was one of those days where it didn't go fifteen minutes. It went like an hour or so. And uh, I remember we were, we, were, we were debating whatever it was. And one of the one of our audience members left and went to lunch. Came back. Came back. 
<laughs> and we were still going. He was like, y'all still talking? He was like, y'all still going? Y'all married or something? <laughs> <laughs> we just always had great debates always and john used to do this eye roll at me it used to be so hilarious you might get a chance to see it on the show during some of our conversations he's not gonna do it now right now but i i might get him to that point during these conversations i don't know what you're talking about with this eye roll. you see he's trying to buck the eyes out so it doesn't happen okay but just watch just pay attention one of you guys can screen record it when he does it anyway anyway so um I guess we should, uh, beyond how we came to, to be, did I roll my eyes? Beyond how we, <laughs> behind, beyond how we, how we came, how, how we came to be, to get, well, to get this show, uh, how we got the idea for the show. Um, how about we introduce ourselves, um, just real quick. I'll let you go first. Oh, ladies first. So I'm going by Tony, as I said, for this show. Um, I have two daughters, uh, I just turned 12 last weekend that was 13 they're 18 months apart like everyone likes to call them irish twins i'm currently married um my husband is not the biological father to my children which adds a certain element to our discussion um so that's just a little bit about me i work in the technology field and live in atlanta that's all i have all right my name is john john pristell and um <clears throat> i'm also a father i was married for three years and i've been divorced for let me see i got divorced in 2018 so four years i've been divorced mm. um so yeah so um yeah i have a daughter six-year-old daughter and um i also work in the technology field i've been working in the technology field for over 20 years now i'm also a military veteran <clears throat> i did four years in the air force i also grew up in the military my dad was in the army so I'm not, I, you know, when people ask me where I'm from, where I'm from, I tell them I'm from all over the place because I grew up as an army rep, grew up bouncing around from place to place, state to state, lived out of the country growing up and all that. Uh, and now I live uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, where uh, Tony and I met at, uh, at, at an uh, employer. employer. <laughs> yeah, at an employer. So that's me. Um, so now, what do we want to what do we want to do on the show? What's, what's the purpose of the show? Are we just here, just talking, just because, just because we like to talk, or, or do we have uh, an agenda? Like, is there something we want to accomplish on the show? So, I, I don't know what Tony has on her agenda. We br we briefly kind of like very briefly discussed what she wanted to do, but I'll let her speak for herself on that. But as far as what my purpose for the show, um, what I want to do for the show, I, I think you know by talking about. I think by talking about various topics regarding relationships between men and women, uh, we, I, I would say we want to get a better understanding. Of, I, I would say the goal of the show is to get a better understanding of one another and hopefully improve our relationships so that we are more, so our relationships are more harmonious than adversarial. There's always going to be a, a touch of uh, the adversarial component to the male-female relationship. I think that's just baked into our DNA. Boy versus girl, man versus women, the battle of the sexes. I don't think that's ever going to go away. But I think that um, we can work towards improving our relationships so that they're less adversarial and more harmonious. Um, and we can do that through discussions on this show. Um, that will help us better understand one another. Also, I'm very passionate about father's rights. Very, 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 very passionate about father's rights. As I said, I'm a divorced 
uh, father. Um, I have a daughter who's six years old that I have a, uh, that I spend a lot of time fighting to make sure I get to see, get to see um, on a regular basis. And it's a never ending, it seems to be a never ending fight, but hopefully it'll end in one day. So I'm very passionate about fathers' rights um, when it comes to fathers who are not married when they have children or they, or they, or they were married and they get divorced or, or they were in a relationship and had children and they get divorced uh, or, or they break up. Um, I'm very passionate about fathers maintaining um, um, rights to their children. And so, and, and uh, so you'll hear me talk about, talk a lot about that. Um, Josh can record that. <laughs> Did y'all get it? <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear me talk a lot about that. That's going to come up over and over again. I'm going to find a way to weave that into these conversations. So be ready for that. Um, the other thing is I'm, I'm pro father's rights. I'm just pro man. I'm pro man. Cause a lot of times it seems like men are just getting beaten down today in society. And so like, we're not worth anything. Uh, like we're not, we're like, we're just, a, we're worth, we're worth a paycheck and, and some, and some muscles and that's about it. Um, equally. Say what? I said equally. Equally? <laughs> yes. Women too. So like, we'll get into both sides of this because it's two sides of this coin now. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is, I'm telling you, I'm not, this is my agenda now. So if I know, you know I'm going to let you talk, right? Let me finish. I'm, I'm, I'm on 0.2 and that's all I have is two points. So let me just finish my my point. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very pro-man. Pro-man, I want men, I, I think men should, uh, I, I think, uh, Number one, I would like to work towards changing laws that hinder fathers from being the best fathers they can be. And then also, I think the men shouldn't get married. I think men should stop getting married until such time it benefits us again. Way back when, when there was a time where marriage, <laughs> there was a time where marriage benefited us. And I think that marriage, if it's gonna be, if there's gonna be a marriage, it should be truly be mutually beneficial. If it's going to benefit the woman, it should benefit the man as well. And men should stop getting married until it benefits us. And that's that's what I want to accomplish on the show. He wants to tell you all, don't get married. Whatever you do, just procreate and don't get married. Men don't we'll get discuss married. that later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Your turn. So my purpose of the show is just to bring some enlightenment to um the differences of, of opinions to um because i think i have a different point of view on a lot of things i'm not the typical woman oh my baby daddy i'm not that chick um like i said my kids are um with someone else and i am married to someone that's not their biological father but that's not the stance i take um i'm not a negative approach type of person i'm an equal um person on any any topic so that's why me and john kind of go back and forth on a lot of things because he has his spearhead on how he looks at it, everything and I'm always um, the latter so you'll see that come out quite a lot in the show and you know like I just did and poked and prodded at him as he was speaking so those things are going to happen typically so mine is just a difference of opinion overall just trying to show you ladies talk to you ladies see things a little bit differently help men like john see things a little bit differently um help men and women just see things a little bit differently because everybody has an opinion and sometimes that opinion is not valid sometimes you need to understand that there's other things outside of your opinion that's all all right so tony you see how i listened to you talk 
Did you listen? I just was quiet oh, and listening to you. Thank you. You are so studious, John. What am I going to do with you? Tony loves to interrupt. You'll see that too. She loves to interrupt. She can't, especially <laughs> no, when no, she's no. losing a debate. Oh, man. She will, I don't lose <laughs> debates. It's will, called a debate for a reason. <laughs> she, will, she will interrupt and interrupt. I guess that's like her, her I guess what? That's a, in case of emergency break glass. When she's losing, she's like, interrupt, 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 interrupt. I'll just push her slightly into the microphone like this, guys. <laughs> Anyway. I'm ready for some fun, guys. Y'all ready for some fun? <laughs> yeah, we're ready. We're ready. We got to figure out. No, I'm not going to do any sound effects. I'm gonna, let, me, let me just keep it keep it simple for this first podcast. All right. So, <clears throat> so the topic for I, tonight. What, mm -hmm. what, what were you about to say? So, I would like to discuss one thing that's currently in the news. Huh. What's that? This relationship that's been televised on court TV. What relationship would I be discussing? Johnny Depp? Have know. you heard about it? I've okay. Heard about it. I don't know all the details. I've, I've, I've seen some of the testimony of him alleging that she was violent, she, her alleging that no, he was violent. And they're not even married. Um, they were married. They're divorced now. Oh, they're divorced now. Okay. But what happened was he lost out on a lot of income. He got kicked off a lot of movies because he was being labeled as a wife beater. Oh, so God. he let it go and I guess he decided, you know, I need to say something, all this Me Too stuff going on, all this other stuff. And so it's been coming out in court that really she was the aggressor. Um, she was the one who was mistreating him and abusing him. And, you know, you don't necessarily find relationships like that because men are not going to speak out. So this is one of those things where men kind of just take it and don't say anything. And he took it for years. Um, so it's just, like I say, this is one of those situations where I think it's a great topic simply because it's a lot of men that suffer in silence and they don't say anything. So, so what we're seeing on TV right now is not, they're not, they're not divorce proceedings, right? No, they're not divorce proceedings. He's suing her for, I think $50 million. Um, because he's lost a lot of income. He's lost a lot of films behind it. Um, there was <laughs> one video where she defecated on the bed in front of his friends. Um, and laughed about it. She did all kind of stuff to him. She falsely took pictures of her face and said he had beat her and she had to cover up with this makeup. What the makeup hadn't even been in production. The makeup wasn't even being sold at the time when she said she used this makeup to cover up her bruises. Um, there's just been a lot and I've only heard little bits and pieces of it, but I don't really want to focus on their situation. I, I, I just think that it's a segue into men suffering in silence and not saying anything, you know, basically just taking whatever's being dealt to them by some woman who may be mistreating them, abusing them. Um, this happens every day and I don't think it's talked about enough to be honest with you. Yeah. Men aren't going to, uh, men aren't going to, um, they're not going to, when it comes to physical abuse or really any kind of abuse, they don't, they don't report it. They're not going to report it. They normally just, uh, <clears throat> like you said, suffer in silence. Yeah. In silence. Um, I, I guess it's, it's just hard for a man to, to report something like that unless you like. Um, I mean, I wouldn't expect a man to report it, but there's got to be a way to end it and get out of it and move on. You know, mm -hmm. at some point you can't just sit back and just allow someone to defame you and make you into somebody that you're not for their own selfish what reasons. I I, mean, I really don't know what she got out of it is, except for power, power over him. 
because he was a powerful man in Hollywood. And I guess taking control or treating him like crap made her feel good. I mean, it's many guys that are around here getting slapped around. Many guys is getting around here just throwing over their whole paycheck to a woman or, you know, barely getting the necessities that they need because it's some woman that's pressing all the buttons. So um, I don't know what to tell you guys outside of to get away and run because I know you're not going to report it. I know you're not going to do anything. Physical violence is not an option. So please don't put your hands on anyone. But. In situations like this, there's so much going on surrounding women and being mistreated, women and being abused, that there's another side to that. And that's the man side to it. I mean, it starts out small. It starts out as a woman testing a man to see what she can and cannot get away with. And once she gets away with a little bit, there becomes more and more and more. And you have to look for those warning signs. You have to look for those jokes that aren't really jokes. They're at your own expense. That's how it really starts with women because women can be very petty and you have to see the warning signs when they're coming. So if she's always telling a joke at your expense. That's a warning sign that she's testing your manhood. She's testing to see what she can and cannot get away with. And before you know it, you'll be one of those men that's cowering in the room, crying in the shower because your wife or your significant other is basically just treating you like crap. Yeah. You definitely got to know when to walk away. Um, and, and, you know, and when to recognize that you you're actually you are being abused, I guess for some people, it's hard for them to recognize. It, it can be hard to recognize till it's too late. It's like, oh, I've been being abused all this time. And then uh, yeah. they might be t in too deep, as they say. Yeah, because it looks like normal at that point. Once you're used to being abused and you're used to a person behaving a certain type of way towards you, you don't think it's anything wrong. It's just your life. But it's not normal. You've never experienced it in another relationship. So that alone should tell you that it's not normal. Right, right. right. But but it's kind of hard when you're in it. And I get it. But I just want to bring some awareness to that only because, you know, I just like to pe for people to be treated fairly. I'm a fair type of person. I hate for people to be mistreated or abused or anything like that, uh, whether it's monetarily or, or physically or just demasculating you, you know. So just wanted to talk about that for a brief moment on a serious side. So it looks like the case is going his way according, according based on the testimony oh yeah the last um let me see if i can pull this up real quick this is the crazy part so the last little statement that was made basically uh she, um he was saying he was going to report it she was like report it nobody's gonna believe you you're a white man you're not a victim do whatever you want to do nobody's gonna believe you and that's basic and he has no recording of her saying it so i was gonna read it but at the end of the day she that was what they closed with was her statement directly to him so I think she's going to lose. I really think she's going to lose. And they said she has a uh, personality disorder, but that's just a, you know, a reason or a way to get her out of doing all the horrible things she did to him. So, but she did a lot. Wow. Do you know um, how long ago they were divorced? Hmm. Let me see. Let's see how long they were divorced. That shouldn't take me too long to pull up. Uh, da, 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 da. He was divorced since 2017. So he's been divorced for quite a few years. Okay. But I guess he just had to come back and say something. Like, for example, he had got a, a offer to be a Dior spokesmodel for the perfume. And she was like, why would they want you to do it? You're old and you're fat. Like, she was just horrible. Like, anytime she could make him feel like crap, she took every opportunity to do it. Wow. So if, if if your significant other is, is basically shooting you down and not congratulating you on things that you win and not there for you, you need to take a look and realize that that person is not for you. Hmm. 
Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, we are 23 minutes in and to our first, we are 23 minutes in to our first episode of Adversaries in Harmony. And I'd like you to know, Tony, that for the first 18 minutes, <laughs> I didn't have, what? I didn't, on, I didn't have you on video. Only, only oh, audio. no. Only had the audio. I had just me on the screen. They, they could hear you, but they couldn't see you. So I just. It's okay. Yeah, so now, now it's split screen? Now it's split, split screen. Oh, well, hello, yeah. world. How are you doing? I'm here. The face behind the voice. I'm here. John just wants to be seen. No, I just didn't know. I just need to get familiar with the software. I'm sure there are other things I need to figure out as well. I'm yeah, we'll get it together, guys. We're, we're, this is a learning process for us, so we'll get there. We'll have some challenges, but as long as you're with us for the ride, we're good. Right. I'm hoping that when I play it back, we don't have to do the whole thing. No, we ain't doing the whole thing over again. We're going to put it out like this. This is the first one. Right. Yeah, it's the first one. However it comes out, it comes out. Right, right. All right. So, John, I got a topic out. What you got over there? What you, what's on your mind? So, this first one is we, 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 we decided it's going to be kind of an ad hoc topic. We didn't really, like, dig too deep about topics on this first one. But I thought about something that I, that I recently um, – well, I kind of told it myself. I recently experienced um, – <clears throat> Um, I'm still in the dating world. I'm not married, so I'm divorced. So uh, anyway, I went. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Uh, I'm gonna I'm play this back and hear what you said. Um, so of course I'm, I'm so I, I'm still in in the dating world, right? So um, I like dating. I actually like dating. I think it's quite entertaining. Even the bad stories are fun stories, funny stories to tell later on. So dating dating is uh, entertaining to me. Um, not everybody feels that way about dating, but it's entertaining to me. It is entertaining. I'll give you that. Um, so I, I was, I went out, I had, I had a, a date with this, this woman and um, I told my homeboy about this. He's the only person I told her about this, but so we go out to this fancy steakhouse, right? I don't go out to fancy steakhouses very often. Okay. Um, which one? It was Morton's. Okay. Yeah. I've never been to Morton's. I don't think I ever had a steak over, I don't know, maybe $40. Um, but this steakhouse, it was like, you know, I think the minimum was like, sixty dollars or something like that never never really had a fancy steak so to speak right but there was this this was this woman's um birthday so i was like yeah let's go scott what, what restaurant you want to go to and you know she picked morton so i was like okay so we get there and it's a nice restaurant she was late by the way <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um it's a nice restaurant uh i spent 30 minutes waiting for her to get there but no, that's no big deal. Casually late. She's yeah. just casual. Yeah, that's casual a little bit late. <laughs> um, the the hostess gave her an eye roll when she got talk about my eye roll though. The hostess gave her an eye roll when she got there. She we deserved had, it because we had we had reservations. Um, anyway, so we 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 looking at we're looking at the menu and the waitress or waiter is explaining the menu to us. And um, sure enough, I order a fancy steak. She orders a fancy steak. And um, the steaks get there, and um, you know it's good. Steak is good, and then um. It, you know, it's, it's it's cooked perfectly well. I mean, it's cooked perfectly, I should say, for my taste. And I'm um, like, man, this is really good. And then she says, um, after taking a few bites, she says, it's too perfect. <laughs> she says, the steak is too perfect. I'm like, what? She said, yes, it's, 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 this is, she says, she's, she specifically said, she said, I've had so many bad steaks that I can't appreciate a good steak. Right? And I'm thinking like, you know, now when I was, had, had this happened when I was like 23, 24, something like that, I would have been very much offended. Like, girl, I'm out here spending all this money. You talking about the steak is too perfect. But believe it or not, that didn't cross my mind at all. Like, I wouldn't, I didn't care about 
I'm spending this money and she doesn't appreciate the steak. The first thing that came to my mind was, especially when she said, I've had so many bad steaks that I can't appreciate a good steak. And I, I, I'm not making it. Yeah, that exactly. I'm not. And like I told my homeboy, when I told when I, when I, when I, uh, well, like I told my homeboy when I told him about this, I'm not making this up. I can't write this stuff. Uh, for some reason, like a lot of times when I meet women, they, they say the quiet part out loud. <laughs> I get the benefit of that. <laughs> and uh, and when she said it, I've had so many bad steaks, I can't appreciate a good steak. She said it's too perfect. She said it's, it's tender, it's juicy. She said it's, she said it's not a challenge. She said it's not uh-huh. a challenge. And this particular woman has said some crazy stuff to me before, and I've told her before, like I, I've. I told her, I said, you're going to, I said, I'm going to say, that's a story that I'm going to tell people, right? This is not the first time I told her that. I said, you just gave me another story I'm going to tell people. I, I, I said, what'd you say again? And she repeated it. And again, the first thing that came to my mind was the, anal- the, the analogy came to my mind, men, like, uh, she was talking about a steak in this particular instance, but it made me think about men have this complaint all the time about how, uh, you know, a, a woman doesn't appreciate a good man when she gets a good man. She wants the, you know, the knuckleheads or whatever. That's what I thought about, right? Mm-hmm. She kind of said it without saying it, but yeah. Yeah, she said it without saying it, and um, I'm, it, it, it just blew my mind. I couldn't believe I was I was hearing it. And again, if I when I was a lot young, if when I was a lot younger, I would have been offended at the fact that she didn't appreciate this expensive dinner that I was buying. Right. But, but you know, now that my mind shifted straight to the analogy of you know how um, some women interact with, with men. Fast forward a few nights, uh, a few days later, when we were talking about, um, it came up again somehow. I think we were talking about the, you know, our time in the restaurant, and it came up again. She was like, "Yeah, it was just, it was too juicy. It was perfectly tender." Um, she said she took it home. She said she took it home, put it in the oven, dried it out, and she said then she could work with it. She said then it was, then she could work, then she could eat it. She said she couldn't deal with that just perfectly tender, juicy steak. It was like, she was like, ugh. So she has to have a challenge, basically. She has, she has to, to have, have someone who's going to yeah. challenge her. And if it's too good to be true or she feels it's too good to be true, she's going to misuse it or mistreat it. That's basically what I get from that. Right, right. And I wanted to ask you, from a woman's perspective, what makes some women that way? Is it like... Is it baked into the DNA or is it experiences that make them that it's way? It's experiences that make them that way. Over time, they've been in so many horrible relationships, they don't see it any other way. If it is that nice guy that comes along and treats them right, they're not going to treat him right. They're going to treat him like they were treated in those previous relationships. Some women just get stuck in that loop and they can never get out of it. It's a train wreck waiting to happen. It's just a cycle that just keeps rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, repeat. And it's unfortunate. And she's saying it. But she's saying it out of her psyche and not realizing that she's telling you what her plans are and how she's going to do everything. And you have to listen to those clues. You have to. This is one of those things where, you know, you have to meet her where she is if this is what you want to do. But you just know how she's going to approach the relationship. You're going to get dogged out. She's not going to get dogged out um because that's how she's getting she's so used to being mistreated mr nice guy comes along aka john p comes along takes her out on a nice dinner takes her out to a nice movie helps her with a bill helps her with whatever he helps her with treats her nice opens the door that's not what she's used to it's not that she doesn't want it she does want it on some level but she doesn't know how to appreciate it and she won't know how to handle it because she's been handled so irresponsibly so for so long that her only reaction is why is he opening the door for me 
why would he do this for me? He must want something for me. It becomes that negative undertone to you as a person where you're just being a genuine guy. And it may not be she's verbally saying this, but when she's on the phone with her girls, oh, he's just too good. He's just too nice. I'm just going to steamroll him or I'm just going to do this or I'm just going to do that. But like I say, it's, it's just a matter of not a DNA. It's a matter of facts of what has happened in her life, the relationship she's been in. And if you sit back long enough and she tells you about an ex, you'll see why. I don't know if you guys have gotten into any of those type of conversations, but I'm pretty sure there's some deep rooted bad relationships there. Yeah, she uh, yeah, she she's she's talked about a couple of them, but she she actually said that um, she let a good guy go because yeah. the same for the same reason why she said the steak was you know why why she preferred a a tough steak over a good steak. She has to have a challenge, but the challenges are going to be the guys that's going to mistreat you and roll you over. But that's what she wants right now. So she hasn't. A a, do you think there's a way to to, to break out of that? it has to be something that you actually really want. It's just like when a man gets to the point where he wants to be a one woman man, it's a decision that the man makes for himself. It's when a man makes a decision for anything for himself. It's when you get to that maturity level and it's something that you don't want in your life anymore. So she would have to make that on her own. It's no man that could come along and change her mind. We, we all get caught up in that attempt to change someone and you end up wasting your own time and hurting yourself. Hmm. So it has to be a, a, a decision that you make yourself you have to be very intentional about it yes you have to realize your flaws realize your mistakes realize your shortcomings and know exactly what you want but right now she wants someone that's going to be rough around her edges she wants someone's going to challenge her and not be too easy um you say it's not baked into the DNA. I think it is baked into the DNA of someone. Some women just want you to snap. Well, listen, like I say, that's environmental. That's they were grew, they grew up in a household where somebody was getting slapped around. Their grandma, their aunt, their mom, their cousin. They right. saw someone getting treated like that, and they believe that's how it's supposed to be done. You you find a little girl that grew up in a house with her daddy and her mom, and they hugged and kissed each other and loved every, loved each other every day. That's what she sees, and that's what she believes life is about. But if you take a little girl who grew up seeing her mom get her eye black, seeing her mom you know mistreated and hiding in a corner because she's whooped on and doesn't want her kid to see it that's what the girl's gonna think life is it's not that she really intentionally wants it she just gravitates towards it mm. seems like that'd be hard to uh seems like that'd be hard to break if it's that deep yeah and that's why i say it has to be something that they want to change there's nothing that any man or woman in this world can do to change it they have to change on their own they have to see it for themselves come to a realization of what's going on in their life and make that change for themselves other than that they're going to keep rinse and repeat so do you see that in men sometimes when you were before you got married and out in the dating scene did you see that in men the, the equivalent of, of uh the uh couldn't 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 uh appreciate a good steak yep same thing they don't know what they have until they don't have it but when they don't have it they don't even understand what they had because they're so used to getting the ladder I find that in a lot of relationships, because uh, I'm not going to bring our horoscopes into this conversation today, but I'll just say that not today. my not not today, but myself, I'm a very giving person in a relationship and I expect the same thing because that's how I am. But I've been in a relationship with guys who've never received a gift for their birthday, never received a birthday present, never got taken on a vacation. Um, so many things that I've given to do is now say this is the first time somebody's ever done that for me. And it blows my mind because 
I wouldn't expect a man to do something for me that I wouldn't do for him in a relationship. Not to say I'm the 50 50 type of woman, but I'm going to show my man, my husband, my significant other that I care about him and I appreciate him and I love him. And I'm a, I'm a giver. I'm a gifter. I love to give gifts. I love to make someone feel loved. So any way that I can do that, I do that. But most men don't get that type of love. They don't know what it is to wake up and you get a card on the side of the bed, ticket in there, and then we're going here. So they dated, don't know what it so is. Dated men, I'm sorry. So you dated men who have never received anything from a woman other than their mother or somebody in their family for their birthday. Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, I've dated, I've dated women who told me that uh, that they've never been on a date. They wow. Never been on a date. I've 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 probably come across not not too many times, but I've probably come across in my lifetime. I'm 43, about to be 43 next month. I've come across probably about five, at least five women in my lifetime who told me that they've never been on a date, never been on a date. I've come across more women who said they've never been in a relationship. Now, those I run away from because I think they must be, must be crazy, especially if you're really pretty. If you're really pretty, yeah. you've, never been, you've never been in a relationship, then, you know, my mom always told me that the, the prettiest women are the craziest ones. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to make it about pretty or ugly, but I will say this. Despite what you look like physically, if you have not been in a relationship, it is a reason why you have not been in a relationship, despite what you look like, because crazy come in every shape and color. They do, but <laughs> crazy they, come they every shape and color. Best. My mom told me when I was a little kid, like, be careful of them super, 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 super pretty women. Well, I will say that women who perceive or are looked at as more physically attractive than other women and when you get to nine ten high ten the high nine range uh the expectation is just a little bit higher um they expect you to do everything they expect to just show up i look good you got it mm. that's the, that's the expectation they think that that's going to carry the weight of anything else supersedes the, their prettiness there's nothing there's have nothing had, that supersedes that. Have you had any friends who are who are that in that in that range that, that you know personally? Yeah, I, mm -hmm. <laughs> I do. Um, like I said, I I won't get into any personal stuff, but I've had people in my life that believe that just because they walk into a room, that every man in that room, if they're not looking at them, if they're not interested in them, they have a problem. And they will act accordingly if they don't get the drinks paid for, if they don't get all the red carpet that they think they're supposed to get in that in that room. Have you known any of these friends long enough to see them lose some of their beauty and how that affects them, their uh, their um, uh, their psyche? Yeah. So, and, you know, with every year that passes and there's no ring on the finger or there's no house or there's no guy who's been there for or constant. It's always something wrong with that guy, but beauty fades and you have to have something else to offer. So they continually try to make adjustments and wear tighter clothes, mm. <laughs> go out more often and a little bit more cleavage. But at the end of the day, there has to be some substance behind some of what you're showing. You can be pretty, but you have to have something else behind it. It doesn't have to necessarily be monetary, but it has to be something like a man has an expectation of something from his woman. If it's not money, it's taking care of the household, taking care of the kids. He shouldn't have to. I mean, it depends on the, the, the type of man and the caliber of man that you're dealing with, too. The beauty, now, the beauty but, is what catches his attention initially. 
And it, don't, Correct. Don't, don't get me wrong. We're very visual. We're very visual, and it's important to us. But it catches our attention initially. But let me let me tell you, when I don't care how beautiful you are, no, no matter how beautiful you are, when we we think you are when we first meet you, like if if we if we get to the point where we don't like uh, you, like we we really like your attitude, like we can't even see the beauty. Like it's it's like it's invisible at that point. I've been, in, yes. I've been in a couple of situations like that where I was with an attractive woman, but after a certain amount of time and I got to see who she was, it's like, I didn't even see the beauty. I, it, it, I just didn't see it. It became Yeah, you start, you start peeling back those layers and yeah. what was under there was nothing. Yeah. It was like a big onion yeah. <laughs> under those layers. Yeah, yeah I mean, go, and, and, and also like, I've, I've had, go ahead. I was going to say, you go from like, I got to have you to please somebody take this off my hands, please. Yeah, like don't call me anymore. And I've also had friends that have never been in a relationship before. Um, men, men and women so, or just men? Huh? Men and women or just women? Well, I'm not going to say men because most of the males that I have as friends have been in relationships. But yeah, the women who haven't been in relationships is very interesting. I'll say it's very interesting. They have so, and, their and, reasons, so, but I know the real reasons because I've been their friends long enough. <laughs> So when you say not in a relationship, you mean never? No, I mean, had, never. I mean, never. I don't mean not in a relationship. I mean, never been in a never relationship. Been. So when you say never been in a relationship, you mean never at never had a person that they can that they were uh, consistently seeing over a long period of time. Correct. Wow. Correct. So never had yeah. like a an official boyfriend. Never had an official boyfriend. Mm. Always had side pieces always had kick it buddies always had people to go on dates with but not anybody to call their own not anybody to celebrate the holidays with is, are there is there one or, wow that's deep nobody to take home nobody to celebrate holidays with that's gotta be lonely i don't even i'm not i don't even celebrate some holidays like the, some of the some of the you know big family holidays but they're there but i'm still always around somebody at that time that does because yeah it, because it's a even though, even if you don't celebrate the holiday, it's still like a time to, to uh, everybody's off work. It's a time to get with the people you love and all that stuff. Um, so would you say that there are any um, particular, of the ones, you, the friends you know who have not been in a relationship, would you think, would you say that there are any um, particular characteristics that are common among all of them? One or two? So let's just take one. Let's take this piece by piece. So one in particular, we'll just say that, um, I think right now it's just a level of acceptance that I'm not going to be with anybody. Nobody really wants to be with me. But the reasons for that are the levels of crazy that goes along with that. So this in particular is a level of crazy in how you behaved and treated people over time. Um, so, for example, all right, you were talking about crazy women. So if you were sitting somewhere with a woman that you were interested with and you were just sitting back at your house relaxing watching videos listening to music some of the favorite videos and songs are on tv that you like and let's just say beyonce was performing a song and you're like oh beyonce looks good but the woman that's there with you instantly strikes the attitude and starts an argument with you over you saying that beyonce looks good that's mm -hmm. That's a bit much. A real for argument, any. like a real legit argument, not just like, yes, not yes, just like tapping you on the shoulder, shut up, just but real, uh, uh, real legit. We arguing. Why would you say that? <laughs> you not think I'm pretty? All of that. So, 
that's one of the things is when you're dealing with someone who doesn't know how to compartmentalize things that don't matter because that obviously that person is not going to date Beyonce. So why is that a topic of conversation to argue over? It's not. But for whatever reason, you know, somebody finds something to find an error or a flaw in everything that you say and do that's not about them. So you can't be that jealous. If you're that jealous, then there's a problem. So you say you don't have any male friends who say they've never been in a relationship, and I don't have any male friends who ne who's, who've never been in a relationship either. What's what's what do you think is the uh, uh, the reason behind that? Why why it seems to be? I'm sure there's got to be some man in the world somewhere who uh, somebody yeah who somebody we just don't know yeah, them. Never been in a but you and I don't know anybody a man who hasn't been in a relationship. So. Well, the reason why it's a real simple reason for that is so many women to men, like a, a woman Not who Atlanta, forced, but Atlanta, but there are some places where it's the other way around. Well, let's just say this. A man is more Pacific. You have to look a certain type of way. You got to be attractive about this. I got like this about you. I got like that about you. A woman, especially a woman who doesn't have any level of anything about herself let's just say that no, no, um no, 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 no. you can't be filtering like that you're not cursing or nothing just say what, say what you're gonna say a, a woman who doesn't feel secure in herself who doesn't who doesn't have any level not of self-esteem self physically or what uh, physically mentally whatever her challenge may be it may be environmental it might, it might just be she might be the prettiest thing in the world but doesn't feel like she is because she was taught that she was ugly from being a young child so she walks into this world and she meets some guy who's the worst thing on earth and he's never dated a woman ever before but he treats her right and she's been longing for someone to treat her right so it's a relationship because he's seeing this pretty woman that he never thought he would have but she's seeing someone who's going to be a nurturer and a protector and they get together so people get together for various different reasons but that's why i say it's not necessarily more men it could be more women that have never been in relationships because this it's the guys that you would never think would have a girlfriend <laughs> A case in point. Not I'm not. not I don't want to be more men. You said it's not necessarily more more men. It's not a lot of men that haven't been in a relationship. You're gonna find more women that haven't been in relationships than men. But I was trying to like dig. I was trying to drill down on like the reason why that is. You said it's because of what they look for, what what men look for. As okay, for because men are always looking for something sexual about a woman, something that attracts them to a woman. A woman is not always looking for that. A woman is sometimes just looking for a shoulder to cry on, a captain, somebody to put a cape on and save them. They're, they're necessarily looking for a protector, a hero. Women are looking for various different things out of a relationship. Men aren't. Men, it has to be some type of physical something in the beginning. Otherwise, there won't be in a relationship. A woman, it doesn't have to be like that. So you're saying that these women are just too picky? Why they never been in a relationship? Well, it sounds like it might no, be a combination. Uh -uh, no, 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 no. Um, it's, it's the latter. The women aren't necessarily picky. Men just don't want them. The women, on the other hand, they're not picky because we're not, every time we meet a guy, we're not looking at him saying, oh, he's so sexy. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, he's so fine. We're not always looking at you guys like that. We're looking at you for different things that we may need that at that point in our lives. You guys are, it has to be something sexual in the beginning or you don't get past go. You're right. You don't. <laughs> so, so that's why I say it's different. So that's why you're going to find, that's why you're going to find there's going to be less men that haven't been in relationships because women will pick you for different reasons. Men, it has to be definitively something that attracts me to you or there's nothing.
And even if a woman is, is looks nice, dresses nice, all that stuff, but if she's crazy, you're headed for the heels because you're thinking about your tires getting slashed and your windows getting broke out. So you say, so, so it sounds like our bare minimums as men are more, are a lot more basic. Yes, than a very much. So. And, and a woman's bare minimum varies from woman to woman. Like a man's correct. bare minimum is the same across every man, pretty much. Correct, 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 correct. Yes. But a woman's bare minimum for this woman and this, this bare minimum for that woman is that bare minimum. And I guess maybe we're, all, we're always more complicated than men. Always. Well, we'll, we'll never debate over that. <laughs> we'll never debate always. Over that. So, yeah, you might actually learn something during these conversations, John, if you listen to me long enough. <laughs> but like, like I'm telling you, women is just different. You guys, you guys are simple. Men are simple. Women don't think that men are simple. And that's part of the problem with women mm. dating men. They time, always. one more time. I wish I knew how to use the sound effects already, but I don't want to mess the show up. I, I would do the <laughs> boop, boop, whatever, one of, one of those. But I'm not going to mess up the show, even though I already messed yeah. up with the video earlier. That's okay. I mean, this, like I said, this is our first time out, but well, men are very simple. Men are, you, but you said that women don't think that men are simple. That is correct. Women don't think that men are simple, but men are very simple. Men are very simple creatures. And if we can just get to that bare minimum of understanding what a man really wants and what a woman really wants, this world will be a whole lot better as far as relationships understanding one another relationships staying together raising kids together it all coincides as one so a co-worker of ours a former co-worker of ours who should not be named um spoke on this spoke spoke on this he, he said that we we're talking to another co-worker who won't be named um but to your point what would you just say you said something about uh uh figuring out what each other wants right Mm -hmm. get to a better place all right this co-worker who shouldn't should not be named said that uh men we understand our customer better than women understand their customer and i have to agree with that we understand our customer men have been trying to so men uh from an early age from when we first started feeling some type of way about women we we just trying we started figuring out how do i get her Yes. What do I got to do to get her? What I got to do to get her? And we know it sometimes for some of us, it, you know, it took, it took us a long time to like, to like figure out a formula for ourselves. Cause for every man, it's a different formula, how you going to get the woman. But, uh, but we spent a lot of time. We spent a lot of time growing up, you know, figuring out how are we going to get this woman? We, you know, talking to you, trying to figure out how your mind works, like how you feel about this, how you feel about that. By the time we get to be 35, 40 years old, we, we, we know our customer. We know our customer quite well, um, and I think it shows in things in how things play out in the in the dating world. Um, I think, and I just think that women don't know their customer as well. They don't know their customer as well. I think partly because they don't have to work as hard as we do figuring out what 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 you got what you all want. We have to work. We have to work hard to figure out. You know, in the beginning, before we know anything about women, we have to work hard to figure out. Okay, what what do these women want? What do, what do they want? Well, I, I, I'll give you that. But the reason why women don't know their customer is not for the reasons that you think. The reason why women don't know their customer is because they've never been around their customer. They've never been around men? They've been around men, but not the right type of men. So they've been dealing with customers, irate customers, um, <laughs> for a long time. They haven't been dealing with the type of customer that they preferred. They've just been dealing with whatever they received. 
But don't you need See, to stop. know all your customers? Don't you need to know you, all your potential customers? But you, if you've never experienced them all, if you've only experienced the customer that comes in pissed off, mad, something's broke, something's not working, it's always something wrong every day. That's what you've been dealing with your entire life. You've long, you've grown accustomed to dealing with that type of customer. If you never dealt with the customer that's happy to be there, just happy to get the product off the shelf and it was available for them that day, you don't know how to deal with that customer. You're used to dealing with somebody angry and upset every day. But some people, so, but some women don't know the basics. Like, like I, one, I like, know. Like one of the I, things you said, you said women don't think that men are simple. They just figure that part out. If they just if they just come to correct. If they figure that part out, that's that's one of the basic things they can they can get to know. Yeah. You, you don't have to if, like if we can get to that point, but we we got to get there, and hopefully we can get some people there. We're not gonna get them all, but if we can get some people to listen in and and learn and just take away, I mean, hopefully we'll get some other people on the show um, throughout this process. Get some of these episodes going where some other people can chime in. But I think we have a lot to offer our our our, our um. Our listening base, whatever that becomes, because like I said, I think that if we just get to a base level of understanding of what a man wants, what a woman wants, that's part of the the, the dilemma in our society right now, especially in our um, African-American society. I'll say that it's a lot of broken families, a lot of broken homes, a lot of dysfunction, and it's a lot of dysfunction based upon what people have seen. Um, you, you don't know something if you never experienced it, if you never seen it. So so to, so to get so in order for them to know their customer, they need to they need to be around the customer that they desire. That's correct. That means they need to change their environment, not necessarily a guy that they're dating, but they need to be around positive relationships. They need to be around people that are more influential and not people who are bottom of the barrel um, because you're going to continue to deal with the same type of people unless you change your environment. So so so. You, Based on your theory, these women who don't know their customer, they're they're hanging around knuckleheads, and they're 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 learning the they're learning what the knuckleheads want. Correct. And when they get around a nice guy, they don't know what to do. They're a fish out of water. Well, then why do men know both what the bad customers want and the good customers want? Because they've dealt with all gambits of it. Because men have dealt with crazy to find out that's not what they wanted early. Women dealt with crazy and got stuck with crazy, either by having kids with them, getting married to them, a guy who just wouldn't let them leave. Uh, and maybe they were just in a bad situation. They had no choice but to stay with that guy because they had nowhere else to go, nowhere else to live. So for women, it gets a little bit more... It gets, it just gets a little, a little bit grainy in there. It's not just so cut and dry. A lot of times there's women who haven't done what they should have done in their lives, which is go to college, go to school, get a trade. And so they get stuck in situations they don't want to be in by default. Hmm. So you're saying men, they, they've dealt with all the customers. They, and they know how to get all the customers. Yeah. Right. Women, they get, they, they deal with a subset of bad customers and they get stuck with one or two of those customers and never get to know a good customer. So are you Correct. saying there? So are you saying there? Are you are you saying in a roundabout way? Are you are you like throwing us a slight out there saying that there's more, more more bad men than good men? I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say that if you look up the statistics right now, look them up yourself. Anybody Google um, how many men educated black men are available in Atlanta? Just Atlanta. Versus how many men are have been in prison, in prison, don't have a degree, have never been to college, make under $35,000 a year. Compare those two. And then you will see that there's a, there's a, there's a shortage of 
those type of customers. And it's not necessarily being in a relationship with them, but actually being around them, being in their presence, understanding how they move, understanding what their desires are, what they want. Most women have never even had a conversation with a guy of, of a caliber that's not going to be cussing at them every two or three words. Mm. It's very unfortunate. You think there are more high caliber women than there are high caliber men? Yes. If you, had but, to, if you had to throw a number out there by what percentage? <laughs> I'll say 85, 25 or 85. No, I'll say 85, 15. Maybe that's the wrong way to uh, characterize that when you're trying to. It, it may be. But but at the end of the day, I would just say this. A high caliber woman will end up dating a knucklehead that she's been knowing since high school or college. They never graduated, never got a job, just been sleeping on her couch playing video games. A high caliber guy, if he's going to date her, she has to be a seven through a 10. First of all, mm. Mm. bare minimum. Okay. So there's, that's when oh, the discrepancy comes high, in. You said a high caliber woman, she'll end up dating with a knucklehead, knucklehead from high school that um, she known for 30 years. Um, the high caliber man, in order for him to date that high caliber woman, she's going to first off like you said before it starts out physical with us she's gonna have to be a seven through a ten off top before she even yep. gets a chance for this high caliber guy yep mm. and if she doesn't have any if she doesn't have anything of her own she has to be an eight nine or a ten and a high eight with nothing and then she's gonna have to be bringing it in other directions in order to stay mm. well i well you're not one who don't know your customer, Tony. You know, I think you know the customer pretty well. How long did it take you to figure out your customer? It's, I grew up around all men, all boys, uncles, cousins, ever since I was a little girl. I've known my customer for a long time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I credit, well, aside from what I spoke on, spoke on before, the fact that, um, the fact that men uh, from a young age were figuring out how to get the girl. I mean, I remember in elementary school, I was figuring out how to get a girl. And then y'all, why y'all ain't worried about it? Y'all ain't worried about how to get us. Y'all, we, we, y'all trying to, y'all trying to figure out how to get away from us at that age. We trying to figure out how to get Mr. to y'all. Correct. Mm -hmm. But, but, but other than that, I credit, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, my mom. You know, I listened. I grew up in a two parent household, and um, I, I, I was always, I've always been close to my mom, and uh, her, and my dad didn't have the best relationship, and um, and so uh, I listened to a lot of her you know, I listened to a lot of her, um, thoughts on relationships and how they work, how they, how, how they always don't work and how they always work. So I think, um, uh, that plays a big part in, you know, me knowing, uh, my customers, the fact that, you know, I, I really listened to my mom growing up. Say what? Nothing. I didn't say anything. You know, this is recorded, right? I can go back and listen. I know. So, <laughs> Do your due diligence. I will. I will. <laughs> But, hmm, that's interesting, Tony. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's all, it's all environmental. It's all about how you're brought up. But like I say, it, it's unfortunate that some people are stuck and they will never be unstuck because I, I'm gonna use an I'm gonna use a situation for you for you to kind of understand it. And I'm not gonna name any names, but I know of a family that I've known since I was in high school, and. Um, I came to become a godmother to one of these children. And I used to go pick the little girl up and bring her to my house and let her hang out with my kids. And I was just trying to show her something different. 
Okay. And no matter how many times I would bring over my house and I don't want to necessarily put anything out here, but I'll just say I had a really nice house, a lot of room, kids had beds, kids had toys, average stuff that kids have. But in the situation she was in, she didn't have a bed. She didn't have a toy. She didn't have any of those basic things that kids have. And one day she was supposed to stay over my house for a weekend and she cried to go home. She cried to go home to a room where she had no bed, no toys, no nothing. So I say that to say that if you don't know what else is out there and if you have never experienced it, you're going to keep wanting the things that you have, no matter how bad they are for you, no, how, no matter how they don't benefit you. Hmm. And some people, when they do finally get it, come across the... Uh... It's too perfect. Yeah, it's too perfect. It's too perfect. It's got to be something wrong. Yep. Mm -hmm. You have to find a flaw or a fault in something, and that becomes the story of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, it seems like it's a, uh, it's a hard, is it pattern to break or a hard? Yeah, it's a pattern. Um, like I said, it's rinse and repeat. It's a pattern, but you don't realize it's a pattern. You don't realize it until you step outside of what your normal is. You have to sometimes step back and become the wall. Look and see what's going on around you instead of engaging. That's the best way to learn is soak things up and you sit back and just watch other people, watch how they move, watch how they behave. I mean, we we can go into, um, you can go into Atlanta, go into going to mcdonald's in atlanta mm -hmm. just sit back just stand in line and just watch how they talk to each other watch how they interact with each other it's horrible yeah there's no level of respect for anybody in that line they don't care who you are what walk of life they don't know you and don't care to know you mm -hmm. that's how they behave walk into a mcdonald's in alpharetta and see the difference mm -hmm. But if you've been in Atlanta all your life and that's what you see and that's what you hear and that's how people talk to each other, you think that's normal. Yeah. You go to the Kroger in the West End of Atlanta. <laughs> if you've been there your whole life, you think that's uh that's all that's all that Kroger has to offer. <laughs> you'd be yes. quite, you'd be quite uh surprised when you go to, like you said, Alpharetta or something like that. It's funny yeah, how it's funny how the culture changes within a store, like depending on where the store is. Because they're doing it based upon what people are purchasing, what they're buying. You go to Alpharetta, you're going to see sushi. You're going to see fresh cheeses. You're going to see salad bars. You, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You go to West End, you're going to see some fried chicken under that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just is what it is. But you have to learn to step outside of your environment if you're going to progress. If you want to break the chain or the cycle of your life. If you want to see something different, you have to do something different. Even if you don't know what to do, you sit back and you watch. That's how you learn. Hmm. When you're in school, when you when you start school as a child, you don't know anything. You're absorbing information that the teacher is giving you. So sit back and absorb. Go to a change, change your environment. Go to a hotel bar that you've never been to. Go somewhere and just sit back and see how people actually behave and move and see how a man pulls out a chair and opens a door. So if you don't know how, how you're supposed to be treated, you have to put yourself in an environment where you see people being treated differently than how you're being treated. So you said it's a, to the change, it's a, it's, a, it's a decision they have to make personally, kind of like uh, the, the decision a man uh, has to make when he decides he wants to be a uh, a one-woman man. Yep. Um, on that topic, a man making the decision of 
to be a one woman man. Um, so you talked about the reason why, uh, you talked about the reason why women get caught into the pattern they get caught into with, you know, not knowing what, uh, I guess becoming, being only familiar with, with, uh, becoming only familiar with, I guess, the negative, negative, the negative side of relationships or or what, uh, or basically becoming only familiar with relationships that are unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's all they know. And so it's hard for them to break out of that to, like you said, step outside of their comfort zone, as you put it. Right. So, um, since we, we agree that there aren't, um, as many men who find themselves in that situation, um, quite as many, uh, but you did mention about, uh, you likened it to men making the decision to be a one woman man. Now, in your experience growing up with men, um, have you met, have you seen any men make that transition? I know you say you had an uncle who had like 30 kids or something like that. The one, the one who looked like Prince. <laughs> yeah, my uncle, he has a lot of kids. <laughs> the one who looked like he Prince. has a lot of kids. Yeah, he don't look like Prince anymore, but uh, one day we'll, we'll, we'll do a little screenshot so you guys can see this. Hopefully we'll be able to edit it in. But, um, yeah, my uncle, like, I wasn't around him enough to see that aspect of what he was doing and being a womanizer and jumping from one woman to the next. I wasn't around to see that aspect of him. So I can't tell you about his transition personally. Um, but, you know, this is a way of the different uncle of mine kind of put it. He said, you know, you could take a dog out. You could put the dog on a chain and tie it to the house. But if the dog wants to get free, the dog's going to chew on that chain and do whatever he has to do to get loose to get off that porch. That's the equivalent of a man that wants to go out there and cheat or be with different women. But if you take a dog and you put him out there on that chain and he stays on that porch, he wants to be on that porch. He ain't going nowhere. So it's, it's a decision. It's a conscious decision that a man makes that he wants to do something different than what he's been doing. Because most guys, women, they get labeled if they do it. But most guys have tried to date multiple women, have dated multiple women, have slept with multiple women at a time because that's been looked at as the normal. For women, if a woman does that, she's a hoe, she's a slut, she's this, she's that, if she does the same thing. So that's when I say most men have had the opportunity to do those things and have, it takes a time for them to make a decision to not do that anymore because they've been doing something different for so long. They don't know what it is to just be a one woman man. Now, not every man, I'm not saying every man, but a lot. Most women have, on the other hand, been with one man at a time some women are promiscuous some are not but for the most part most women stick with one guy and move on to the next guy or may do a little bit or something but they're not on the level of men so that's why i say it takes for a man to make a decision not to be that type of guy and a woman is just a little bit different it's a little different because we we as children we learn what we live that's what parents need to take away from everything that they're doing around their kids you learn what you live. It's not what your parents tell you. It's what you see your parents doing. Why do you think women are more inclined to stick with one guy than men? Sorry, um, just men, because men, of the... Men are just inclined because, to stick with one woman. Wait a minute. Say that one more time. So why do you think more women are inclined to stick with one guy than men are inclined to stick with one woman? Um, either because of what they saw in their household because most of the time they see their their mother with their father or with stepfather or with some guy for five to seven years, 10 years. They don't see their mother sleeping around because a respectable woman is not going to show that to her child. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
On the ladder, a man will take his son to go pick up another woman, take his son to the club with him, take his son to the pool hall with him and, and hitting on women. So boys see that and they think that it's cool. And when you guys are talking about it around each other, your friends like, like saying, oh, man, I thought you was dating such and such. What, what, what you mean you went out with this girl? They're like, oh, man, yeah, you did that, that. It's like it becomes a cool thing to do. But for women, it's never been a cool thing to do because somebody's going to call you out and say you're a hoe or you're a slut. So, yeah, it's definitely when my dad didn't, I didn't see my dad hitting on women, but, um, but definitely the conversations at school, uh, with, with other, with other, uh, boys at the time, um, especially once you get into your teenage years, um, it's like the more women, the better. It's always, it's never was the more women, the more women you can have access to, the more women you can get, it's always the better. Right. And, but for the women, it's always been like, it's always been like this since the beginning of the time. But, but, uh. But, you know, in, in school growing up, you know, the women who were like, you know, who who had the audacity to have more than one man, you know, <laughs> it wasn't. The, yeah, How dare them? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. The, I know there are women like there are women I went to high school uh, to this day, like the people who knew them in high school, they know them as that girl. The, yes, exactly. That the, and you never escape it and ne you never live it down. But for men, it's just a thing. It's just this is what we do. We're guys. There's nothing wrong with this. This is what we do. So, I mean, that's why it's, it's such a difference. And, you know, women, we try to stay and navigate our lives to not be labeled. But there's some girls that don't care, either because they grew up in a household and they saw it, or they're just promiscuous and they just want it how men want it. I think, I think you're right that a man has to, you know, make a decision on um, to be a one-woman woman, one woman man. But that's, when it comes to relationships, that, that's, for, for men, it always comes down to a decision. Like, uh, yeah. We take a, I think we take a logical approach to relationships first um, a lot of times. Not saying, not to say we're not emotional or anything like that, but you're um, not. Men are not that emotional you, you're, because, and, and that's another thing. That's not, another whole monster. But you guys are taught not to be emotional, and it's very unfortunate because the women in your lives suffer for that. Because well, we well, I was can't gonna say when, it's not that we're not emotional. It's just that it's not that we're not. We don't show it. Yeah, we don't, we don't show, show it. it. But, but that's that's. I mean given the role that we have to play uh, that's that comes with it you can't all, you can't always show it i mean you can't wear it on your sleeve you don't get me wrong you can't wear it on your sleeve but you can in times where it calls for emotion be emotional some men have gotten to the point where they don't know how to show it at all right right that's true that's true and you gotta uh but i think i think men are right to be very selective about which women they show it to Yes, I would agree with that, but I'm talking about in relationships, not just in a date, not just in someone you met a couple of weeks ago. I mean, someone you're actually dating, dating for years, married to. Some men still don't feel comfortable enough to even shed a tear, to even let somebody know that they're hurting in pain, something's bothering them, a death of a family member and can't shed a tear. Yeah. Well, like I, like I said, it does come down to a decision for us, like most things in relationships. Um, yeah. That you're going to be a, a one woman man i would say that i do think that um i do think that biologically we're not coded we're not coded to be a lot of us i i mean i didn't used to think that um i didn't used to think that because you know for a long time i was always a one woman man for like from, from my young years I didn't, I didn't like really start you know playing the field as you as you said as they say until i moved to atlanta <laughs> uh <laughs> atlanta yeah. catapulted you into being a player I was, what i was yeah when i was 29 i think i moved to atlanta that's when i that's when i started playing the field but um 
but before then I was always a, a one woman man. Uh, it was really it was easy for me to be a one woman man at that time. It was because I guess I didn't know anything different. Uh, it was so hard. Is it, so I got to pause. Is mm. it the temptation? Is it the point you were at your life, or is it just you needed to get it out? What was your reason? It was the point that I was. Well, initially it was the point that it, that I was in my life. Right, I had just gotten out of two very stressful relationships, like one back to back. I was like I said, I was I was always a one woman man. This relationship and that relationship, I had just gotten out of two back to back that just like stressed me out. And I moved to Atlanta. I was dating a woman, or I was already dating a woman who lived in Atlanta. And, you know, we broke up shortly after I got here. And like I said, I, that, that was the second relationship of two back to back. And I was just stressed out. And I was like, I, I need a break from relationships. And so, so it was the point I was in my life. I said, I need a break. And then here I was in Atlanta. Perfect time to the just. Plethora of women. Yeah, perfect time to just, just be like, I had never lived, I had never been, in, I had never lived in a place where there were so many uh, women in one place at one time, especially black women. Um, Cause that happens to be what I'm attracted to. Um, I had never seen so many black women in one place at one time. Where I was living at before, if you saw an attractive black woman who was single, you had better say something to her. You better say something because you weren't gonna see her again. And if you were, if you did, she was gonna be she's gonna be taken already. Um, but I get to Atlanta and like, you know, I go to Kroger and it's like fifty of them. You know, it's like they're not all ones you want to holler at, but it was fifty of them. You <laughs> give my number. You give my number. You give. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, so anyway, so it was at that point in my life, and then so I started playing the field. And and then I I do think that I do think that most men need to get it out at some point. I didn't yeah, get you, it out. you did it late. You did it late. I didn't get it out in my young years. I didn't. I, I was so focused on like getting getting my career started and you know finishing school and all that stuff. I didn't get out. I didn't get it out in my young years. So I think that once I got a taste of it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. Okay, it's a family show. It's not a family show. It's, it's an adult show, okay? Um, young children, uh, teenagers, yes, but not a family show. Once I got a taste of it, it was, uh, it was. Uh, I just kind of went, I went crazy for a little while. It was, I went, yeah, I went crazy with it for a little while. And then, okay, so this is the question. it was hard to go back. It was hard to go back. That's what I was about to ask you. So what ended up happening since now we're, this is 29, we're at 43 now. So has he sold his royal oats, sir? Yes, but so... <laughs> I decided, so I was very aware of what was happening, right? And I started thinking like, I felt like I was spiraling out of control. I felt like I was losing touch of what a real relationship is supposed to be like, right? All right. So I got me a girlfriend, not just randomly, but I, I said, let me, let, me, let me calm down. Let me just date just like seriously again, like find somebody nice. And I got a girlfriend, right? <clears throat> and, um... What I found then is where it was so easy for me to be a one woman man before it wasn't so easy after that. It wasn't so easy. It, I thought I thought I could just go cold turkey from playing the field to like bam, one woman. It was extremely difficult. Extremely yeah, because you difficult. you were used to the flavors of the week at that point. Yeah, yeah, and it, but but what I think what what I became so intrigued by was the the the, the thrill of the chase, the thrill of the chase. It wasn't any specific person. It wasn't the sex. Uh, like when I think back on it, I don't think about like, oh, I want to check and have sex with that person one more time. It's right. like that. It it was it was uh, just the thrill of like something new, like the thrill of that, the thrill of that chase. It was like it, it was hard to turn off. Once I when I decided, okay, let me let me chill, let me calm down. It was hard to turn off and go back to just being okay. Let's just deal with this one one girl at a time. It was extremely difficult. Um, well, and I think that, you know. 
you know how they say an alcoholic is never truly cured. They 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 have to just just gotta stay away from the alcohol. Yeah, stay away. That's how it. That's how. That's exactly how I describe it. You gotta stay away from the alcohol. You gotta stay <laughs> away from the alcohol. If you, if, yeah. If you go to a hotel room with the the the, uh, the refrigerator full of alcohol. The bottles will pop. Bottles gonna pop. Yep. You gotta stay away from the alcohol. <laughs> cool. Well, all right, John. So John got his player getting days out. Ladies, he's single, by the way. I was just going to put that out there for you guys. <laughs> how, do you know, how do you know? We didn't talk to him in a long time. Huh? You could be putting out. Oh, you're right, John. Are you single? I am single. Okay, so, so I that. didn't so misspeak. Just, he just wanted to call me out. He just wanted to make me wrong. Shows, be careful what you say, because you, especially if you haven't spoken to me, because you could get me in trouble. Like, what if I was? Okay, well, I don't want to get you in trouble, John. So, you know, I will check with you. But ladies, he's single. <laughs> John is single and ready to mingle and he's ready to be a one woman man y'all hear that <laughs> I look at him rolling his eyes I told you guys y'all gotta get those cameras out I'm gonna edit that out yeah nope don't edit anything out get those cameras rolling he's gonna do it many times when no, I'm, I'm talking by the way I'm, I'm trying to have I think we should have a policy of no editing unless it's just something that's catastrophic oh. but yeah no we won't edit we'll we'll roll it but we'll also take some of these things and um edit it just so we can you know make our marketing things and oh, yeah, we're, gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we're gonna do some of our roles yeah. <laughs> well you know i'm not doing that i'm not editing that video so you gotta, i hope you got some video editing skills i'm not putting that in there well you you need to send some over to me but yeah but guys this is who we are we're open books real life this isn't made up this is real world experiences um and I think we got a lot to offer you guys just in conversation. I, I'm looking forward to some some feedback, some Q&As. I'm looking forward to all that because I'm ready to see some eye rolls. Give me one second. Let me meet my mom. It's not going to and it's not always going to be just. Tony has muted herself, so let's wait for her to get back. so i was been correct being interrupted i let the child know in advance that i was going to be recording but does the child listen no no the child wants to go somewhere at 6 30. so mm. be that as it may we're going to finish this up because we said we're going to record for a certain amount of time and i think that time is winding down and this is my cue because someone's bothering me <laughs> all right well Thank you all for joining us for the first episode of Adversaries in Harmony, Kings and Queens, Similar Differences, Contrasting Dreams. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. One day we're going to come up with, uh, I guess, a, a standard way we end the show. But for right now, we're just going to say it's been uh, it's been nice t uh, conversing with you guys. or you, It's been nice conversing with Tony about things that will soon be shared with other people. And uh, we, will, we will see you guys later. Till next time, guys. All right. All right, bye. All right, it's, no, it's not recording anymore. Oh, yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> it still said recording oh, yeah, on my end. In recording. I'm going to have to edit that part out, or maybe not. I don't know. Just record, just the back end.